Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Over the past five decades, there have been many failed pitches or abandoned projects for each of the Star Trek titles. Some storylines were rejected purely on grounds of budget, like Robert Sheckley's Predator-style episode Sister in Space, that would have seen Kirk and an away team take on an alien killer capable of camouflage. Other stories are deemed too gory for a family show, like an unmade Voyager episode, where Tom Paris's arm is stitched back together with Borg tech after a shuttle crash. This list collects a number of abandoned projects from across the Star Trek franchise. Some of them are exciting what-ifs, while others are probably best left on the reject pile. So with that in mind then, I'm Ellie with Trek Culture and here are 10 Star Trek episodes that never got made. Number 10. The Next Generation's AIDS Allegory in his original pitch document for Star Trek The Next Generation, Gene Roddenberry reportedly included AIDS as an issue to tackle in his new vision of Trek. David Gerald's proposed Blood and Fire was concerned with the contemporary fear of AIDS and the impact on blood donations. It would see an Enterprise away team board an abandoned ship which had been exposed to regular bloodworms. Due to Federation policy, any ship infected with bloodworms must be destroyed. The key to the away team's salvation was the donation of blood by the remaining Enterprise crew. However, it wasn't the AIDS allegory that saw the pitch rejected. The script also included a same-sex couple of Starfleet officers, an addition that producer Rick Berman was firmly against. Citing the fact the episode would be airing in the afternoon in some regions, he didn't want angry letters from mothers. Gerald put this down to homophobia and left the show when he realised that the Next Generation crew were not interested in pushing the envelope. After turning it into a novel, he was finally able to see Blood and Fire as an episode when he was invited to adapt it for the fan series Star Trek New Voyages. Number 9. Voyager's Dark Homecoming Whilst Voyager's eventual homecoming was arguably just as abrupt, the original third season finale was to open with the ship appearing over Earth to fanfare and fireworks. Suspicious viewers would then be vindicated when, moments later, Janeway would murder her fiancé Mark and the crew would be revealed to be alien duplicates intent on colonising Earth. Producer Brannon Braga pictured a scene where multiple voyagers were heading towards the planet in an invading force. Another version of this storyline had the duplicate voyager return to Deep Space Nine, but unfortunately the writer's room couldn't make either concept work. The story was abandoned in favour of the two-part Borg epic Scorpion, which introduced the character of Seven of Nine. That finale also introduced Species 8472, who later constructed their own replica Earth in the fifth season episode 
episode in the flesh. Meanwhile, a replica Voyager crew would eventually feature in the episodes Demon and Cause Oblivion, proving that good Star Trek ideas don't stay abandoned for long. Number 8. Kirk on Star Trek Enterprise in a move that might have bolstered flagging ratings during Enterprise's fourth season, the production team wanted to include William Shatner in a two-part story. And with Shatner and series lead Scott Bakula both very keen, the writers began to work out a workable way to include an older Kirk in the Star Trek prequel series. Shatner pitched a concept which would allow him to play an older version of Tiberius. The episode would reveal that the evil Mirror Kirk had been sent back in time rather than executed. When Archer's Enterprise come across the adrift Tiberius, he hijacks the ship's transporter to attempt to return to the Mirror Universe. Realising it no longer exists, he and Archer work together to discover that their meeting is the divergent event that created the Darker Timeline. Another concept revealed that the original Enterprise's chef was an ancestor of Kirk. The chef is sent forward in time with Captain Archer to keep history on track when temporal agents kidnap Kirk. Shatner preferred his own concept, of course, but neither storyline worked out due to negotiations between Paramount and Shatner breaking down. Number 7. The Day Q Went Mad of all the unmade Q stories on Star Trek, the most intriguing is Ronald D. Moore's idea of what would happen if Q lost his mind. The result of this omnipotent trickster god losing his grip on his sanity would have devastating effects on the fabric of reality itself. In his memo, Moore pitched an incredibly surreal cold open for the episode. It would begin with Jean-Luc Picard walking down a contemporary New York street, still in Starfleet uniform but carrying a briefcase. Across the street, Will Riker was banging a loaf of bread against a building. Meanwhile, a knight in shining armour is the local police officer, while a Klingon cab driver cruises past Picard. The camera pans across to an alleyway where a dishevelled Q in tattered clothes and living on the street mumbles, I used to be a super being. The writing team were behind Moore's wild vision of a Q episode, but it was eventually vetoed by the producers. It was potentially too weird for a network television audience. But the idea of Q unraveling the universe as he unravels mentally is a strong one that is prime for revisiting. Number 6. Star Trek The Musical the closest Star Trek has come to a musical episode is arguably Voyager's Virtuoso, where the Doctor's opera singing enchants an alien race. However, there have been numerous attempts to do a musical episode over the years. Ronald D. Moore originally pitched a musical episode for The Next Generation. Unfortunately for Moore, who was a passionate advocate for the idea, none of the staff writers wanted to take it on. Moore attempted to pitch the idea again when he was working on Deep Space Nine. Again, the writing staff weren't keen to do it. The closest Deep Space Nine comes is in various scenes set at Vic Fontaine's holographic nightclub, where Kira sings Fever and Sisko sings The Best Is Yet To Come. The prospect of a musical episode reared its head again on Enterprise when Linda Park voiced her desire to do a musical episode. She was a trained ballroom dancer and wanted to showcase her own talents as well as the singing voices of John Billingsley who played Phlox and Scott Bakula who played Archer. It was another unsuccessful Star Trek musical pitch. I mean, to me, Lower Deck seems like the natural home for a potential musical episode. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Number five, Star Trek's inverted slavery plotline. While Star Trek dealt with racial tensions in the far more allegorical episode Let This Be Your Last Battlefield, Gene Roddenberry originally wanted to tackle these issues in a far more overt fashion. In his original series proposal, Star Trek Is, Roddenberry provided a story concept known as Congo. The central premise was the discovery of a planet that had parallel development to Earth's own. On this world, the white savages were enslaved by the black traders. Writer Barry Trivers took Roddenberry's concept and adapted it into Portrait in Black and White. Set on a militaristic planet where Lieutenant Uhura was the only crew member allowed to communicate with the population. As a southerner, DeForest Kelly was taken with the concept and disappointed that the episode was never made. It was rejected by NBC for being too violent and unacceptable for network television. The script was worked on by a series of writers who attempted to make it more palatable to network executives, but were ultimately unable to do so. It was likely too incendiary a concept for network television to tackle in the 1960s, and ultimately it's probably for the best. Number 4. Deep Space Jam Actor Siroc Lofton, who plays Jake Sisko, once pitched an episode idea to the Deep Space Nine writers' room. It would have seen Chicago Bulls legend Michael Jordan go into space two years prior to 1996's Space Jam. In a subplot to an episode about one of Quark's schemes causing havoc on the station, Lofton proposed a disagreement between Sisko and his son. The source of their dispute would be Jake's newfound interest in basketball, to the disappointment of his baseball-obsessed father. Their argument would culminate in father and son receiving words of wisdom from Michael Jordan in the Holosuite. At the time of Lofton's pitch, Jordan had left basketball to pursue a career as a baseball player, thus bridging the gap between the two Cisco boys. Lofton believed that the presentation of Jordan as both a basketball and baseball legend would appeal to Michael Jordan's ego, but the Deep Space Nine production team weren't convinced. The proposal was dropped, but Lofton enjoyed the experience even if he was more convinced of Jordan's involvement than the production team were. Avery Brooks had promised his on-screen son that he could get Jordan because he was friends with the star's father, but seeing as the idea was never picked up, Brooks never had to call in that favour from James R. Jordan. Number 3. Wesley Crusher's LGBT Story 
1986 convention, Gene Roddenberry responded to a fan question about LGBTQ representation in his upcoming Star Trek The Next Generation. He acknowledged that it was time to feature gay crew members on the Enterprise, but as demonstrated by the rejection of Blood and Fire, this never transpired in any meaningful way. Another rejected Next Generation episode was to push things further and explore themes of identity, gender fluidity and sexuality. Proposed by writer René Echevarria, the episode would focus on Wesley Crusher and his friend Lowe's from the Academy. The two are very close, but Lowe's decides to change his gender in order to become closer to Crusher. His species is able to biologically swap genders for a limited amount of time, so the episode would explore the prospect of what a romantic relationship for the pair would be like. It's a concept that is quintessentially Star Trek, and it would have given Will Wheaton some strong thematic material to work with as a returning guest star. But disappointingly and unsurprisingly, given the response to Blood and Fire, the story was never picked up and developed into a finished episode. Number 2. Evil Chekhov According to actor Walter Koenig, the Next Generation team were keen to have Chekhov make an appearance in the series. Following in the footsteps of McCoy, Scotty and Spock, Chekhov would be the next original series character to come into contact with the crew of the Enterprise D. The only issue which made it difficult for the writers was how to achieve this successfully. One story outline worked on by story editor Naren Shankar would revolve around the character being freed from a prisoner of war camp after decades. Chekhov would work with the Enterprise crew to instigate diplomatic relations with his former captors. There would be a dark twist, however, and it would transpire that Chekhov was actually the villain of the week. It would be revealed that he was using the situation to take revenge against his brutal captors and avenge himself against the Federation for abandoning him. The sabotage plot would be uncovered by Worf, the orphaned Klingon who had been raised by Russians and saw Chekhov as a national hero. It's a compelling story idea, but the idea to bring back Kane was eventually dropped by the production team. Number 1. Hitler's Dad The original writer of this potential original series episode is unknown, but the presence of the pitch document in the Roddenberry archive suggests it was an idea from the show's creator. The episode would have revolved around a temporal scientist on board the Enterprise whose time experiment accidentally brings aboard an Austrian from the 19th century. The man is revealed to be Alois Schickelgruber, who would adopt his stepfather's name Hitler much later in life. Alois Hitler would go on to father a young Adolf Hitler. The Enterprise crew are then left with one of the most enduring conundrums in time travel fiction. Should they change the future by averting the birth of Adolf Hitler? A thorny ethical debate over sterilization ensues involving a Jewish geneticist who's a crew member on the Enterprise. They eventually decide to send Alloy back to father his son, concluding that it was nurture rather than nature that made Hitler the monster that he was. It never developed any further than that original pitch idea, and I'd say that's probably for the best. Given the lingering trauma of World War II in the two decades between the end of the war and the start of Star Trek, it would have been a very difficult tonal balance to strike. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.